Lunatics on Parade. That is what you got anytime the Democrat candidates for president get together. And last night it happened on CNN, and we will have the highlights uh, from that uh, town hall meeting for you in our second half hour. But first, it's time for our weekly Friday feature. And now it's time for the Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Now, the Democrats are kind of taking all the work out of this whole Jerk of the Week thing. We could just rotate the award among the lunatics running for their uh, presidential nomination and their party. But last night, CNN, which is the same as the Democrats, as you know, threw a party. It was a town hall to address LGBTQ issues, and the candidates were there. And someone came out of the crowd, grabbed the mic from one of the uh, viewers there, one of the people at the, at, the, uh, at the town hall, who was trying to ask Don Lemon a question and did this. Let me tell you something. Black trans women are being killed in this country. And CNN, you have erased black trans women for the last time. Let me tell you something. Black trans women are dying. Our lives matter. I'm an extraordinary black trans woman. And I deserve to be here. My black trans sisters that are here. I am tired. I am so tired. I'm just sitting there. And it's not just my black trans women. It's my black trans brothers, too. And I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. No, no, no. Come here. No, no. I just want to ask you something. Come here. Tell me. Come here. I want you to talk. What's your name? Blossom C. Brown. Blossom, let me ask you. Google me. Blossom. Please Google me. Blossom, thank you. And that's your jerk of the week, Blossom C. Brown, a man who is, I guess, pretending to be a woman. Not sure what his name was before it was changed to Blossom. I'm going to go with Steve, but out of respect, the official Windows Are Us jerk of the week is Blossom C. Brown. The jerk of the week is brought to you by Windows Are Us. Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. Yes, and uh, Blossom C. Brown was just part of the uh, lunacy on display last night. As I said, uh, we'll run the highlights by you coming up in our second half hour. Some of the other idiotic things that were said and done at that thing last night. Uh, Meanwhile, Monday is Columbus Day, in case you had forgotten. At least it used to be. It was going to be Columbus Day, as usual, in Washington, D.C. until Tuesday. But the city council there decided to go in another direction. You know, because Christopher Columbus was an evil guy who loved nothing better than torturing and killing the natives. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk to a guy who's written a book called The War on History, and we're going to get the truth about uh, the sky after whom the capital of the United States was named. Stick around. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about a science book. Don't know much about the French I took. Regenerate Me, now open in Bethel Park, is helping people restore, rebuild, and regenerate their bodies through Advanced Biological Therapy, or ABT. Advanced Biological Therapy gets amazing results by helping your body regenerate skin, restore metabolism, and relieve chronic joint problems to avoid surgery. Regenerate Me specializes in bone and joint issues like arthritis, skin problems due to aging, and even fat loss. Learn more at RegeneratePGH.com. From the Services tab, click the ABT Candidate Program and fill out the question. 
questionnaire. A health professional will call you back and help you determine if advanced biological therapy is for you. Regenerate Me's equipment and treatments have been cleared for safety by the FDA and are not covered by health insurance or Medicare. Call 412-851-3811 to schedule a no-obligation consultation or attend the next office dinner lecture on October 16th, catered by Pasta 2, to find out more. Seating is limited. RSVP now. 412-851-3811. The opposite of addiction is not sobriety. The opposite of addiction is community. And so we introduce them to community while they're with us. At Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's north side, real recovery requires a community approach. In the past, what would happen is that people would come in, and all that we would see is that they would comply while they're with us. But what was happening once they would leave, we would see that they would relapse very quickly. So now we're tracking our graduates of our program, looking at five years out. What we're learning is, is that the longer they're with us, the more success they have, and the more that they're connected into the community, the better they are. So we try to give them opportunity while they're with us to connect with the community, with the church, with people who are out there in the community, so that when they get on the other side, they're in a family and community. They've experienced that community and don't want to go back to the isolation again. Light of Life Rescue Mission, providing food, shelter, and hope since 1952. Become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift today at lightoflife.org slash give. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Are you willing to go through another season with cold and drafty windows or doors? Well, you don't have to. Pella has a great sale going on right now. Get $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest, energy efficiency, noise control. Plus, we are certified best for kids. Our warranties are the best in the business and expert installation too. It's Pella on sale right now. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. Needles and shots are one of the biggest fears in dentistry. In most cases, we have been able to completely eliminate that discomfort. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford is where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. The wand is pretty magical. The way that it can deliver the anesthetic without any sort of a pinch. Most patients don't even realize that I'm giving an injection. I've had a few patients say, well, when are you going to give me the shot? And I've already done it. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. Well, Monday is Columbus Day, at least it's supposed to be, but in case you haven't been paying attention, Columbus is now a bad guy among the woke, and in some places it won't be Columbus Day. One of those places is actually, as I mentioned earlier, Washington, D.C. That would be the District of Columbia, named after Christopher Columbus. The city council held an emergency vote on Tuesday and declared that this coming Monday would be 
not Columbus Day, but Indigenous People Day. Jarrett Stepman of the Heritage Foundation wrote a book back in 2017 called The War on History, The Conspiracy to Rewrite America's Past. He joins us now. Thanks for being here, Jarrett. Thank you very much. So um, you kind of saw this coming, didn't you, when you wrote your book? Well, I did see this coming. And, uh, you know, it's incredible, of course, as you mentioned, that Christopher Columbus being uh, banned in the in the District of Columbia, it's, it's quite a thing. I do wonder when they'll have to rename the city District of Columbia, and of course George Washington, uh, for uh, maybe uh, too controversial soon too. Uh, but you know these attacks on American history—they really have been ramping up in the last few years. And it, it, it's more than just Columbus; it's more than just specific statues. It's really an attack on American history, what this country stands for, what these people, these men, uh, great men, who ultimately made the America that we know today come into being. I think that's all under attack, and so it doesn't surprise me at all that, sadly. Uh, in our nation's capital, uh, this Columbus, this man who ultimately made America possible, is no longer, we're no longer able to celebrate him. And uh, we'll get to that uh, a little bit more about uh, the man himself in a second, but what are you going to do in Columbus, Ohio, or in Columbus, Georgia, or in, the, uh, in, in Columbia, South Carolina? I mean, if, <laughs> if it becomes, because it seems to be, uh, the the train seems to be rolling down the track on on Christopher Columbus, and it, it headed to the part to the point where uh, he's just not going to be a guy that we're going to celebrate. Well, I think you you hit the nail on the head, especially when you look at younger generations of Americans who've gone through our schools, who've gotten a lot of disinformation. Fortunately, largely from Howardson, the People's History of the United States, which taught young Americans. You know, these books are used in a lot of our schools or a lot of our high schools teaching young Americans that Christopher Columbus was bad, that he was genocidal, and that uh, the, he, the world of capitalism that he ushered in uh, this kind of global system was ultimately a great, terrible sin. And so you have now a whole generation of, of Zinn's acolytes who basically believe that Christopher Columbus, they, they just think he's a bad guy, he's just, just genocidal monster, and really it's based on bad history, bad information, and by you know, historians who have had an ideological reason uh, to do away with them, and that's, I think that's concerning. As you said, Columbus is coming down in cities all over America, and the floodgates are open. Uh, and someone, uh, I'll get to more about the, what, how his image has been, how he's been portrayed and whether that's fair or not in a second, but uh, someone on the city council said that Columbus never really set foot in, in or on North America, but, uh, you know, as you mentioned earlier, this country doesn't exist without him, right? I mean, somebody had to come here. Not at all. The, the kind of exchange that happened, and the, the, of course, the initial column, uh, colonists, the, you know, we think of the Puritans, the Pilgrims, the, the Virginia, all those things would not have happened if it wasn't for, for Christopher Columbus. And I, I find that, that talking point very interesting, because something I write about in my book is that, that was the same talking point a lot of anti-Columbus uh, Ku Klux Klansmen back in the 1920s used to try to not have uh, Columbus Day as well. They didn't want to give credit to Columbus, who, you know, was Italian for a lot of uh, Italian-American immigrants. You know, he was a symbol of immigration. He was a symbol of, you know, what America really meant. And it's amazing that they pulled that out on Christopher Columbus, who, as I said, if it wasn't for Columbus, there would be no America. And I think that that's something in the bold venture that he did at a time when the map, uh, you know, looked very, very different in the world. Uh, he changed it. I mean, he, it's one of the most consequential things of the last 500 years, certainly. And that's something that I think as Americans, 
especially in a place like the District of Columbia, which you have statues of Columbus, the founders who celebrated, admired him, and knew that he brought in this new world. Uh, you know, it's it's a sad thing that you know Americans can't today stand up for this this, this individual who very much is a part of our, our national DNA now. And you mentioned um, that um, the, uh, the uh, Howard Zinn, or is it Howard Zinn, uh, the the, um, the the historian, the Zinn book that's in all the schools. Um, that is he the, so he's the guy who started the, the the whole idea about Columbus being a bad guy. As he then then others followed him. Uh, that's how it's happened in, in modern times. His books, you know, were written uh, now in the 1970s. They've been used in schools across the country. I mean, at one time, this idea that you know, Christopher Columbus was a bad guy. It would be uh, almost unheard of. Americans came to embrace him. It wasn't a matter of politics. It wasn't a matter of, you know, right or left or anything like this. Americans understood, you know, this is the person who, you know, was planted the seed to what would become America. You know, this guy basically went out and attacked his legacy. I think he used a lot of disinformation and a lot of, I think, bogus history that's incorrect. I do correct the record in my book and explain ultimately why we should and still should uh, celebrate Columbus. It's not like the guy, he wasn't the monster that Zinn portrayed him out to be. And Zinn is a far less radical, had an ideological bone to pick, and he wanted to destroy that legacy, and we shouldn't let him. And uh, a lot of the people who are doing this, when you you know, when you say that there w- America wouldn't exist if not for Columbus, their response would be, yeah. <laughs> In other words, <laughs> yeah, that's another reason not to like him, because uh, America's a bad place in general. Well, I think that is the mentality and the ideology. But you know what? It's, it's incredible. These same people are often the same ones who say that at the same time, uh, everybody in the world should be able to come and live in America. And, you know, we shouldn't have a, a border in this country. We shouldn't have sovereignty as a people. Uh, it's the same kind of people. I think their actions speak louder than words. Uh, they, they, I think deep down, these people know that the United States is a great country. It is a wonderful place to be. We have been a beacon of liberty and hope and prosperity in this world. And so, yeah, there's a lot of that, that mentality out there, and I think it's, a lot of it's quite shameful. And it does, I think, eat at the heart of you know, the future of our republic. But it, it's why the record on these things has to be corrected, especially as in this modern world we have rising authoritarianism across our, our, the shores, especially with the rise of, of communist China. And, and our way of life will be challenged in ways that it, we, we haven't been used to in the last 20 or 30 years. That's why we need to, to go back and reaffirm the great things that our country was built on, the things that led to our existence, and stand by those things. We're talking to Jared Stepman of the Heritage Foundation. His book is The War on History, The Conspiracy to Rewrite America's Past. Um, so you, you mentioned that, uh, you know, that this is, as I said, the, this kind of the, the train going down the track on Columbus that it's going to be hard to turn it back. Is it going to be possible? I mean, you wrote a book that's, that's uh, a step toward doing that. But if you have history uh, classes being taught all over the United States and, and kids being told that, uh, that this guy was a bad guy that we shouldn't, we shouldn't honor or even remember if, if at all possible, how, how does that get – how do you reverse it? Well, frankly, it, it, the institutions in this country that have reinforced that need to be held accountable. I mean, my, my wife works in the school choice movement. Uh, I, I believe very strongly that, unfortunately, our, our public schools in this nation have done a poor job of doing what was the original job to begin with, which is inculcating patriotism and civics in younger Americans. 
you know, they're almost doing the opposite of that now. And that's, that's shameful. That's something that, you know, we as Americans need to hold these institutions that get taxpayer money accountable. Our higher education in this country is even worse. I mean, that's where a lot of this stuff comes from that's basically undergirded by the American taxpayer. We need to look at these institutions, these so-called elite, uh, who should have been defending what all of this country is about, who've done the very opposite. And we need to hold them to account. And I think it's, it's time for Americans with common sense uh, to take a stand on these things. Yes, the hour is late, uh, but you know what? The, the truth is a very powerful thing, and I think we are on the side of truth, and I think the idea that America isn't great, uh, I think, is a self-evident folly. And I think, if, uh, I think if people do still have common sense, they will come to realize that uh, with the truth, with real information, with facts. You rarely hear anybody put up an argument when Columbus is accused of committing genocide on indigenous people. Um, how is it that uh, you've come upon the belief that uh, that stuff is just not true and, and unfair? Well, I mean, I've gone back and, and looked at the record. I mean, you know, these things, it's not as if the information isn't out there. It's not like we suddenly started to, you know, we, we at one time celebrated Columbus, even though he was a genocidal maniac. You know, that just wasn't true. And unfortunately, Zinn uh, used a lot of, I think, uh, just kind of bogus accounts in his own history. And I think that, unfortunately, there were a lot of people who had an ideological reason uh, to pick that up and say, well, yes, this is the truth. And I think well, yes, you know, people of the, the 1490s when Columbus sailed across the ocean did have some different values from us today, and the world was certainly not a perfect place. Uh, but we should never imagine it as so. I mean, the world was very ugly, and a lot of the people that Columbus uh, encountered in the New World were very violent, and there was things like disease, and there was things like genocide that existed long before Columbus showed up. And, and to pin that on him, I think, especially when you examine the historical record, I think it's silly. I think it's divorced from the actual history that exists, which I hopefully I lay out in my book. Yeah, you, you uh, quote in the piece uh, that you wrote about this, uh, you quote a hist- an historian named Carol Delaney. Um, and she, she, I guess she also wrote about that, about um, correspondence, I guess, from Columbus, or at least there was evidence of what he told his crew and how they were supposed to treat the, uh, the natives. Yeah, that's something I think that's often missed out. I mean, Columbus is pinned as a particular kind of monster, when the truth is is that when his crew members, who he was, fight, he was sailing under a Spanish flag, uh, when his crew members uh, went and essentially mistreated natives, he punished them. And he, in fact, got condemned for that. If anything, you know, he was trying to do right. He was trying to do what was best and just. Uh, it's amazing that he has been turned into some kind of monster uh, you know, when the, when the record, the truth is the exact opposite. I mean, especially when you consider the time period in which he lived, in which their, you know, violence against other people was very common. So this idea that somehow Columbus is somehow a specifically terrible human being of the 1490s, he's been turned into a kind of Hitler of his time, is absolutely absurd. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I just thought of this now. Uh, I was in, have you ever been to Spain? I have not. I was in Barcelona about 20 years ago, maybe a little less than that. And I was, um, I've always been kind of a history nut. And I, uh, I went into a cathedral over there that was, the construction began on it in the year 10-something. Um, and it took a couple hundred years to finish it. It was an unbelievable, I don't know the name of it. But I can remember someone telling me when I went in there that that was the, the church where the... Uh, the voyage when he returned safely from his voyage where it was celebrated 
uh, the, they, the, they said a mass there in his honor and to thank God for his success on his trip. Christopher, so I was actually in a church where Christopher Columbus was. I still, I'm still stunned by that. We think things are old over here, you know, when, when they're 200 years old. And this church was a thousand years old at the time. And, but that's where he was. And so it was a big deal. It was a big deal when he did it, wasn't it? It was a big deal, and I think that's something that generations of Americans, you know, we here in the New World, you know, can't understand that. I mean, especially when you consider the state of Europe at the time. I mean, there was a lot going on. I mean, the reason why Columbus made his voyage is because there was a fall of Constantinople uh, to uh, basically a Muslim conquest at that time. The the Middle East was cut off. The the route to Asia was cut off, and he went on his journey thinking that he was going to find that new route. He ended up discovering a new world and I think transforming human history, creating that transatlantic exchange that led to the creation of many countries throughout the new world, including the United States. And at one time, the founders of this country recognized that. They, they celebrated that. That's why Columbus became this kind of figure of a man somewhere between the old world and the new. And I think that is a, that's an incredible thing that the legacy that we shouldn't abandon as Americans, that kind of bold spirit of adventure. We're going to push the boundaries of what exists. You know, the spirit of putting a man on the moon, I mean, that is, that's Columbus. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what we are. That's what we've come to celebrate. That's a great thing about America. Jared Stepman of the Heritage Foundation. His book is The War on History, The Conspiracy to Rewrite America's Past. We have a couple of minutes left, uh, Jarrett, and you know the other thing that I think that that seems to uh, maybe it almost parallels the things that are being said about the founders and people like Columbus is the Indians that who were who were living here the indigenous people who were living here are portrayed as noble savages who were so peaceful and loving and wonderful people until the evil white man showed up that's a that's been distorted too hasn't it it has in the most absurd ways. You know, I keep you know people kind of attack me, saying, "Well, you know, Columbus brought genocide and massacre and violence to the world." And I was thinking, well, all those things existed here. I mean, there's a reason that the Aztec were so feared by their neighbors. I mean, they conquered their neighbors and uh, committed human sacrifices, where they cut the, the still beating hearts out of their victims. I mean, that, and this is this is reality. I mean, you know, the idea that human beings. I mean. Look, human beings are often fallen. They're fallen. They're violent. And in the New World, there was no different than anywhere else. This idea that Columbus opened up this pacifist field, that it was just this wonderful Garden of Eden until Columbus showed up and ruined everything, uh, is beyond silly, especially when you know a broader history and you know uh, the human nature. So, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the debate over Christopher Columbus, uh, we're missing the other side of the bait. We're missing the side where, look, I mean, for a lot of these, you know, what they want to celebrate as indigenous people, you know, a lot of the things that you say Columbus is guilty of, they certainly were too. Why is one celebrated uh, and the other not? Why do we have to obliterate Columbus? And I think, I think the, the answer is obvious to them. They, they think America is generally bad. They want to destroy it. They want to bring it down. They don't want to tell the truth. Yeah, I have a minute left, and I'm going to do something unfair. I'm going to ask you to talk about the NBA and China, because you wrote a piece on that, and I'm up against a hard break with a little bit over a minute left, but I wanted to get to that. Uh, you, your, your thoughts on the NBA and uh, everything that's happening with that right now. Well, I think it is interesting, especially, you know, we're talking about, you know, the difference of value systems, what America was built on, these ideas. And I think it's coming, you know, it's becoming crystal clear, at least it should be, you know, how much China and the communist China is, is built on something very different from that. Something that, look, Americans, look, we won the Cold War against the Soviet Union. I think, there were, you know, we've had a lot of good years. 
but we're being challenged by a regime that stands for everything that we're not. And I think it'll come into a very clear context what the difference between those systems are. What it's led to in America is things like free speech, prosperity, the rights of individuals. In China, they have people, uh, because they're Muslims, they're put in concentration camps. And people are uh, political dissidents are harvested for their organs while they're alive. It, it couldn't be clear what the difference of these systems are. And frankly, America's was built on, over time, uh, a very good thing. And I'm out of time, and I always co- like having you on. Hope to do it again. Jared Stepman, thanks. Thank you very much. All right, we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. It looks like the U.S. and China may have come to terms on a limited trade pact. We've come to a deal on intellectual property, financial services, a tremendous deal for the farmers, uh, a purchase of from 40 to 50 billion dollars worth of agricultural products. It's President Trump speaking at the White House uh, earlier where he had met with China's vice premier. Mr. Trump said we've come to a very substantial phase one deal, adding it would take three to five weeks to get written. It's unclear what the U.S. will give up in return, while a comprehensive trade deal will have two or three phases. Pacific Gas and Electric's decision to cut power to a number of customers in Northern California being blamed for at least one fatality. Fire officials say a man dependent on oxygen died 12 minutes after he lost electricity. This is SRN News. So there's this guy named Jordan, and he's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six, and he works as a guide in Alaska. But then he goes to the doctor, and he's diagnosed with cancer, stage four. And here's the thing. He had switched from medical insurance to MediShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. So the question for Jordan and his wife Jenny was, is this really going to work? Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills. And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is, is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. She's listening all the time and getting smarter every day. When you want the conservative perspective on today's most pressing issues, Alexa has the answer. You just have to point her in the right direction by saying, Alexa, enable the answer Pittsburgh skill. Now say, Alexa, play the answer Pittsburgh to get your favorite conservative talk station without lifting a finger. Look, Ma, no hands. So, Alexa, what's your favorite station? That's easy. AM 1250, the answer. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. With the warmer weather winding down, it's time to ride out the summer in a new Chevrolet. Hi, this is Tun Chilkin for the team at Calusi Chevrolet. Right now, Calusi has a huge selection of crossovers like the all-new Chevy Traverse and Equinox and Trax with all-wheel drive, 
Wi-Fi connectivity, and plenty of storage space. These vehicles are fully equipped for today's busy family. And you can buy with confidence knowing Calusi Chevrolet has been serving Pittsburgh for over 100 years. Chevrolet, find new roads. If you're worried about market volatility or the possibility of losing money in the next market crash, the time to act is now. Effective financial management involves identifying opportunities. And with a 10-year bull market run, markets around all-time highs, and a highly contested election cycle right around the corner, we have an opportunity now to protect what's important. Don't risk losing a significant portion of your life savings in the next market downturn. Call Hunt and Associates today, 844-366-HUNT. That's 844-366-4868. Freedom's Calling is hosting an evening with Dinesh D'Souza, best-selling author and documentary film producer, on Thursday, October 24th. This event's new location is the Antonelli Event Center in North Huntington, PA. 1776 Freedom's Calling is very honored to be the only committee in Pennsylvania collaborating with Dinesh D'Souza to inform the Commonwealth about the detrimental effects of socialism. Go to 1776freedomscalling.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Definitely have that Friday volume in effect outbound on Parkway East. An accident cleared, still seeing a lot of delays. Grand Street out to Edgewood, Swissdale. Inbound Happy Forest Hills to the tunnel. Tied up on the Parkway North outbound. Camp Warren Road up to 79. Parkway West solid inbound. Roslyn Farms Road to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound 79 to Campbell's Run Road. Northbound 79, a slow ride from Glenfield Road up to Warrendale Bain Road. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. Clouds will increase across the area tonight and we'll have a couple of showers toward daybreak, low 54. Tomorrow, a cooler day with spotty showers in the morning, then clouds will break for some sun in the afternoon, high 59. Mainly clear and colder tomorrow night, low 37, but some of the coldest suburbs could see some patchy frost. Sunday, mostly sunny, 64 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. You know, I, uh, we have, it's hard to believe we actually have like 13, uh, a little, just almost exactly 13 months until the election, which is, uh, doesn't sound like a lot of time, and except when you think about having to listen to the Democrats for 13 more months. I mean, uh, and that last night they had a, uh, a town hall and CNN, and I, I believe me, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I know that I'm I'm uh, I'm doing a radio show and I'm talking about politics and, uh, and lots of other things too, but a lot of politics. And I I, I I kind of have an obligation to listen to what the Democrats are saying. I can't do it. I try. I'm serious. I, I try, and I, it, everything they say is just so predictable, and. Um, it's and so much of it is so stupid and and there's nothing new. It's it's it'd be different if someone would come out with some really new stupidity. I mean, there are variations on the general stupid themes, but there there are four or five, six, I don't know, a few things that they that they harp on, and it's just total insanity. You know, the, the, the demonizing the rich. Donald Trump's a racist, a bigot. He's betrayed America. Um, and and it's it just never changes. And the LGBTQ this and LGBTQ that, and um, everybody's a victim. And it's just it gets so old. And again, if there were somebody out there, it would be it would be refreshing if a moderate Democrat would actually show up 
come out of nowhere and just start saying, hey, I've decided I'm going to run for president. I mean, that, Hillary, believe me, except for Hillary Clinton, who who likes to portray herself as a moderate, and other people do too, but she's a raging liberal bordering on a socialist herself. But uh, someone other than that, I mean, someone to come out and say, wait a minute, I've been watching this stuff for a few months now. I can't take it anymore. Um, I'm not going to offer uh, uh, health care, Medicare for everybody. I'm not paying off your college loan. I'm not having free college for everybody, but I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and this is what I think about that, and, and actually come out with some sane policies. That would be great, but it hasn't happened yet, and I don't see anybody coming down uh, the pike who's going to be going to jump in there, and I don't see any of the people who are have been involved now for the last several months, I don't see any of them uh, being uh, all of a sudden discovering sanity. It's just not going to happen. So last night, <laughs> we showed we, this. Uh, we we did get a jerk of the week out of this, but last night at CNN, it was a Don Lemon, who's impossible to watch himself. I I, I can't watch him for more than a minute. Uh, so I, what I do is I get the highlights, and, and so I, that's how I keep up on what's happening. But I don't. I really don't feel like I'm missing much by just catching the highlights. Anyway, last night they had this town hall, and it was supposed to talk about LGBTQ issues. And Beto O'Rourke and Don Lemon were having a discussion, and someone from the crowd, it was a town hall, someone was standing there with a microphone getting ready to ask a question, I guess, of Beto O'Rourke. And then this person, who eventually, I'm sure she's very proud to know, she or he, is proud to know that this got, that this was, this, this, uh, was worthy of jerk of the week here on AM twelve fifty. The answer, the uh, Windows or Us jerk of the week. So here is the jerk of the week and how he she became that. Before I ask my question, to validate the pain of our transgender siblings that demonstrated earlier and that have spoken up today, especially black trans women. But let me tell you something. Black trans women are being killed in this country. And CNN, you have erased black trans women for the last time. Let me tell you something. Black trans women are dying. Our lives matter. I am an extraordinary black trans woman. And I deserve to be here. My black trans sisters that are here, I am tired. I am so tired. I'm just sitting there. And it's not just my black trans women. It's my black trans brothers, too. And I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I'm going to say what no, I'm going to say. Come here. No, no, I just want to ask you something. Come I'm, here. I'm Tell me. Come here. I want you to talk. What's your name? I'm Blossom C. Brown. Blossom, let me ask Google you. Google me. Blossom. Please Google me. Blossom, thank you. Let me tell you something. Let me, let me, no, don't come on the stage. Don't okay, come on the okay. stage. Can, may I have the mic? Okay. May I have the mic? Blossom, let me tell okay. you something. The reason that we're here is to validate people like you. That is why we're giving, but that is why we're here. Okay. But I. Yeah, yeah. Hang on, we can't hear you. Blossom, we can't hear you. Here, Blossom, we can't hear you. Baby, your actions have to speak louder than words because guess what? Not one black trans woman has taken the mic tonight. You're... Not one black trans man has taken the, bla- uh, the mic tonight. Yeah. Show me. You, Blossom, Show me. Blossom. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Blossom, you're a black trans woman. You have the mic in your hand. I've given, I've taken and given it back to you. We want to hear from you. We have had trans people of color. We've had all people here. And you're welcome. But we, but we are proud and happy that you're here. 
We're proud and happy that you're here. Yes, but remember, we, we're on our time constraint. All right. Thank you, Blossom, and I appreciate it. Yeah, that's how anti-blackness works amongst people of color. That's what anti-blackness looks like. The erasure of black trans people. All right. I'm here. We're here in this room. Please give us that opportunity. Blossom, thank you so much. And we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yes, I got it. So what you had there was a person um, who is screaming, literally screaming and yelling about CNN giving them a voice, giving trans uh, women, uh, uh, black trans women uh, a voice. The theme of the town hall was LGBTQ on a national network. That's what they were there for. That's why she was there. And she came there and said it was, she was ripping CNN for ignoring them. They had, an, they had, a, they had a town hall, and that was, the, that was the theme. And Blossom C. Brown, the jerk of the week here on AM 1250, The Answer, um, she made a jerk of herself, himself. Um, and that's... I, that's you know you're on national tv this is your chance to win over some people who may you know i'm a little bit on the edge here with the lgbtq thing i don't know you know i I don't know how i'm gonna go on this uh but uh i watched the town hall last night and someone named blossom c brown she came out and screamed and yelled for like three minutes and you know, no, I, th- I think I, I think I'm gonna, I, th- I think I like what she was saying, and I, I've become uh, a big fan of the LGBTQ community, and uh, I've, I've become woke as a result of <laughs> Blossom C. Brown. Then there was Pete Buttigieg, and Anderson Cooper, and uh, I, I guess Anderson's trying to interview Pete here, and you'll hear protesters in the background. I want to bring in Robbie Goldman. He's a Ph.D. student studying the behavior of active volcanoes at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. All right. Robbie? Good evening, Mayor. Um, as I know you are aware... Cre- are dying! It's okay. It's okay. Be cool. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, 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 guys, guys. Yo, guys, chill out. Guys, relax. Relax. Let me just... Oh boy! Trans lives matter. I think is one of the things they were chanting there. And and uh, again, I I don't know if it was. I think there were some women involved in that chanting there. And whoever that was, I guess it was Anderson Cooper. He was saying, "Guys, guys." I don't know. I'm offended by that. I think, and I'm surprised that someone didn't uh, say something about it. That was very offensive. What he did there. He referred to a group of both men, women. And trans men and women, uh, and who knows what else was in there as, as guys. And you can't be doing that, Anderson. Cut it out. Anyway, uh, then there was uh, Kamala Harris, who, it's funny, I, I follow her on Twitter, and, and, and Beto O'Rourke is the same thing. They, they, they say when they become president, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to do this. You're not going to be president. It's it's not going to happen. I mean, I I know you're supposed to say that, but you're not going to be president, Kamala. Anyway, she was on with uh, Chris. She came out and was introduced by Chris Cuomo. And she came out with this. 
Good to see you, Senator. Thank you for joining us. How are Appreciate you? it. How are you? Anna, thank you guys. And my pronouns right. are she, her, and hers. She, her, and her. Mine too. All right. Now, uh, that was a, I guess that was a, um, an awkward moment. I don't, I'm not sure about the LGBTQ rules, but apparently Chris Cuomo tried to make a joke there, and, and I guess uh, it wasn't funny. Uh, I know I didn't laugh when I heard it here, but, it, but he um, took some heat for making light of, his, of, of Kamala Harris uh, letting everybody know what her pronouns are. Now, let's just think about this for a minute. As I said uh, many times here, I've been trying to get a number on the, the, the actual number of transgender people uh, in the United States of America, and I think that it's like it's point. Zero five of the population percent of the population, and so we now have someone who's running for president of the United States being introduced on a national network, and we've reached the point where people have to, as they are greeted, let you know which pronouns they're using. So if this becomes again, it's for point zero five percent of the population. I, 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 they should be. They should be treated well. They should be have every right that everybody else has. But are we going a little overboard to accommodate them when it, when they make up such a small percentage? And that we get to the point where if, if I introduce myself somewhere, I, I mean, I, the first time I meet somebody, I got to say, "How you doing, John Stoggerwald here? Uh, pronouns he, him, his, and uh, whatever." Does everybody have to do that now? Because she did it. What? what why did she do it? So this is, this is where we're – if these people are put in charge, if someone like Kamala Harris, who's not going to be president, but if she became president of the United States, she would be doing this as a president of the United States, um, letting people know what pronouns to use when referring to her. As though looking at her would not allow uh, – not, would not um, give you the idea of what pronouns you should use. Oh, boy. Anyway – then there's Elizabeth Warren and Chris Como, and this is a nine-year-old person. Sia and his mom, Mimi, who's an advocate for transgender youth and active with the human rights campaign. Jacob is an elementary school student from Massachusetts, likes to play hockey. Jacob. All right, Jacob. All right, um, my name is Jacob, and I'm a nine-year-old transgender American. Uh-huh. My question is... All right, Jacob. Hold on. What will you do in your first week as president to make sure that kids like me feel safer in schools? And what do you think schools need to do better to make sure that I don't have to worry about anything but my homework? Oh, I like that question, Jacob. Of course Elizabeth likes that question. Jacob is a former girl who now, uh, I don't know what uh, Jacob's name was before she became Jacob, but... um, uh, that's they were celebrating his transgenderism. He he mentioned that he was transgender and got applause. That's that's now worthy of applause if you say you're transgender, I guess. And the woman who was his mother, who I apparently was always a woman and still is a woman, and I don't know if she plans to continue as a woman, but she was a woman last night, as far as I know, who's his mother. Um, that's child. Excuse me. I think it might be child abuse uh, for a nine-year-old kid to be dragged out on the national TV to brag about his transgenderism. Um, 
her transgenderism. It's it's uh, how much can a nine year old even know about that, and especially know enough about it to think that they, they he or she should go on national TV and brag about it. And again, Elizabeth Warren is the is the front runner for the Democrat nomination for president. She thinks she could be president. She actually might become president. God forbid, but she could. Anyway. One last thing from this group last night, Beto O'Rourke and uh, Don Lemon, and the question from Don Lemon to Beto. This is from your LGBTQ plan, and here's what you write. This is a quote. Freedom of religion is a fundamental right, but it should not be used to discriminate. Do you think religious institutions uh, like colleges, churches, charities, should they lose their tax-exempt status if they oppose same-sex marriage? Yes. There can be no reward, no benefit, no tax break for anyone or any institution, any organization in America that denies the full human rights and the full civil rights of every single one of us. And so as president, we're going to make that a priority, and we are going to stop those who are infringing upon the human rights of our fellow Americans. Congressman, thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Beto. You're not going to be president either. And uh, as someone brought up somewhere... Uh, what about the Muslims and all those mosques? The, the, um, they don't. They not only do they not have a. Uh, um, they don't like gay marriage. They uh, in some places they tend to throw gay people off of buildings. Uh, I don't, should they have? You know, you're going to tell all the Muslims that their mosques uh, no more tax breaks. No, and they're not non. They're just they don't get the right off the property tax. They have to pay the property tax. I don't think that's going to work, Beto. But you're not going to be president anyway. Uh, I have as much chance of becoming president as Beto. When we come back, i got a couple of minutes. I made the city paper. I'll tell you how. Regenerate Me, now open in Bethel Park, is helping people restore, rebuild, and regenerate their bodies through Advanced Biological Therapy, or ABT. Advanced Biological Therapy gets amazing results by helping your body regenerate skin, restore metabolism, and relieve chronic joint problems to avoid surgery. Regenerate Me specializes in bone and joint issues like arthritis, skin problems due to aging, and even fat loss. Learn more at RegeneratePGH.com. From the Services tab, click the ABT Candidate Program and fill out the questionnaire. A health professional will call you back and help you determine if advanced biological therapy is for you. Regenerate Me's equipment and treatments have been cleared for safety by the FDA and are not covered by health insurance or Medicare. Call 412-851-3811 to schedule a no-obligation consultation or attend the next office dinner lecture on October 16th, catered by Pasta 2, to find out more. Seating is limited. RSVP now. 412-851-3811. Getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice Trumponomics bump in your portfolio? Well, we know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure that you have a retirement plan that is tax-friendly, stable,
label and worry-free. Oh, and speaking of taxes, did you know that Marley Financial can handle that too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no-obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at MarleyFG.com. 1776 Freedom's Calling is hosting an evening with Dinesh D'Souza, best-selling author and documentary film producer, on Thursday, October 24th. This event's new location is the Antonelli Event Center in North Huntington, PA. 1776 Freedom's Calling is very honored to be the only committee in Pennsylvania collaborating with Dinesh D'Souza to inform the Commonwealth about the detrimental effects of socialism. Go to 1776freedomscalling.com. Homeowners love their Pella windows and doors, and we love how happy we made Susan from Sewickley. It's Susan Wallace. I just have to tell you, this bay window is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's fantastic. It really is beautiful. Can we install some happiness for you? Right now, save $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Call for your free consultation. We'll come to you. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. Community Bank. City Mission. Number One Cochrane. Highmark Stadium. Peters Township Community Center. Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for business. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. FOI, it's about more than sports and working out. It's about making my community better. Living a healthier life. Spending time together as a family. It's where I go to learn and play after school. The Y strengthens communities. By helping kids reach their full potential. Encouraging healthy living. And inspiring social responsibility. Get involved. Find the Y near you. Visit YMCA.net. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, I was made aware today that uh, I made it into the Pittsburgh City paper a few days ago. A guy named Ryan Detto, Dito, I, I hope I pronounce it wrong, I'll call it Detto, D-E-T-O. Um, he wrote a piece, uh, Pittsburgh sports journalists aren't just sticking to sports. He mentioned uh, my friend uh, Mark Madden, also my friend Paul Zeiss, uh, both the guys on different radio stations who uh, have been known to make political comments on Twitter more so than on their radio shows. But uh, anyway, he gives examples of that. But he says that uh, that um, it just there is no um, there's no problem with people sticking to sports here, uh, unlike Bob Costas, and, uh, Bob Costas and Jamel Hill, two national people who uh, got into the news maybe the wrong way by talking about things other than sports. But um, this uh, this writer, uh, uh, what's his name again? Detto, Ryan Detto, he, um, he actually quoted someone anonymously, someone who didn't want to be identified and said that most of the sports media lean to the right. That could not, as far as I'm aware, 
be further from the truth. It says that he writes, he doesn't mind this this person he talked to. Oh, I actually talked to another guy, uh, Dan Kongersky, but uh, he did give his name. But he said he doesn't mind that Madden Zeiss and even John Steigerwald, a longtime sports journalist who now talks conservative politics on AM radio, share political opinions, but he cautions sports journalists from going too far. That's Kongersky uh, is uh, cautioning him. He's on the DK uh, Pittsburgh, uh, no, he's on uh, Pit- Pittsburgh Hockey Now uh, site that he runs. But um, uh, just let me let me clue you in on something here. There are not many conservatives in the Pittsburgh sports media. I heard from one guy who who, who uh, saw that I had tweeted this story. One guy I know to be a conservative, and he said, "I want the five minutes back that it took me to read that tripe." He said, he told me he's the only he's the only conservative he knows on the beat that he covers. Only one. So don't believe that. They're all liberals. Most of them. Anyway, see you, see you Monday. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.